It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Carson Cunningham, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at KOCO Carson. Man, Thunder looked awesome against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll break down their win over the Bucks in Milwaukee. We'll talk about how they were able to contain Giannis, the Greek freak. Uh, Russell Westbrook did get a triple-double. We'll discuss that. Andre Robertson, welcome to the 2017 season. Andre! Andre Robertson off the schneid. We'll talk about that. And uh, obviously, Stephen Adams getting into an altercation. It was mildly terrifying for everyone involved. He got a little angry, which we had not seen. We'll talk about that. And much, much more on this edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. So let's get right into it. This matchup was billed as the Thunder against the Greek Freak. It did not disappoint if you're a Thunder fan. They were able to limit him uh, to just... He was the only Milwaukee Buck in double figures. Uh, he, he still did pretty well. 28 points, 8 rebounds. But no other player reached double digits from Milwaukee. And the other four starters combined for 26 points. So and you know, he scores 28 below his average of 37, but he was averaging 23 just in the paint alone. And what you saw was Steven Adams did a really good job holding down the paint, but obviously Andre Robertson and company and Paul George, whoever, and Carmelo even at times was on him as well. Uh, they did a really good job as a team to slow him down, and that, that's what won the game. They were able to limit him and the, and the rest of the starters. And what you saw was the potential of why I picked this team to finish second in the West. The spacing was incredible they were getting open looks all night they shot 49 percent as a team 43 percent from three everything looked super easy and that's what happens when you get a, a team full of superstars everything comes easy kind of like the golden state warriors how easy does their offense look at times how wide open do people get and this is the first time i think you really saw the potential of what this team can be all season long at least in terms of offensively 
You know, very, very even scoring up and down the line. Paul George led the way with 20 points, 8 of 17, 4 of 8 from 3, 50%. That's, that's what you want to see out of Paul George. He, he was awesome on the offensive end. Carmelo, consistent, once again, 17 points, only 6 of 14, 1 of 3 from 3. Not his best game shooting-wise, but he was, he was solid. Jeremy Grant had 17 off the bench. Most of that was in, in garbage time. Steven Adams is incredible, having a having a really all-star caliber season at, at center. That might be pushing it a little bit much, but he's been he's been certainly uh, all NBA defensive team at least on on the realm of that possibility. And just he he's just such a solid basketball player in every aspect. 14 points, 11 rebounds, seven of 10 from the field. He's getting easy looks. And uh, he's having a heck of a season. And obviously, Russell Westbrook controlled the way. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Although, the NBA today is reviewing one of his assists to Steven Adams. They did not count. So, he's going to get another triple-double, which just adds to his absurd rate. Is he going to break the record again? He's going to try and break his own record. He is on pace, I guess, if you could put it that way. He's uh, He controlled things and... Man, the Thunder looked absolutely uh, incredible against the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I know they're an up-and-coming team. They might be a little ahead of schedule as far as contender status, at least in the Eastern Conference, too. And I thought Jason Kidd said it well. He said, when we play grown-ups, we've got to be ready, and we weren't. They played the grown-ups tonight. Grown-ups being the Oklahoma City Thunder. They definitely looked looked a little overmatched there from top to bottom. And uh, speaking of Jason Kidd, he had another great quote pregame. He called Russell Westbrook Mike Tyson. He said the physicality he brings, the intimidation, just how hard he comes out and plays. I thought that was a great analogy. We've had so many kind of Russell Westbrook comparisons. You know, he's kind of a smaller LeBron, people have called him. Uh, But I think Mike Tyson's a great analogy because he's just so serious when he takes the floor. It looks like he wants to kill everybody. (laughs) And uh, I thought that was a really interesting uh, analogy by by Jason Kidd. Uh, I mentioned Andre Robertson. Welcome to the 2017-18 season, Andre Robertson. I've been hard on the guy, and with reason, he has not played nearly to the level he's used to, especially on defense. But he he really brought what what got him paid $10 million in this game. He absolutely made life miserable on Giannis even though he's still got 28 points like Andre Robertson when he was on the floor uh, he, he gave Giannis all sorts of issues and obviously he, he hit two free throws switched them both talked a little smack to the uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks fans who were chanting airball Andre he switched both of them uh, but that's not what we care about with Andre we care about his defense and he certainly brought it he actually scored nine points three of seven shooting hit a three so it was. Uh, that's why they paid the guy ten million dollars. Is what he is what he did there, and a stat to kind of illustrate how well he did on Giannis defensively. Well, when Andre Robertson was on the court guarding Giannis, there was eighteen minutes he did that. He shot Giannis only shot fifty five percent. When or I say only when, when Andre Robertson was on the court, Giannis shot fifty five percent. When Robertson was off the court, he shot eighty <laughs> percent. That kind of tells the story. I mean, he really did slow him down. And across the board, his numbers were down when Andre Robertson was on him. So, well done to Andre. Welcome to the 2017 season. He really played well and kind of you know won back some goodwill with, with Billy Donovan because Josh Eustis really didn't play a whole lot. And we'll talk about his, his status here uh, coming up soon. Uh, I have to mention the, uh, the, the altercation between Steven Adams and Chris Middleton. 
this is the first time we've ever seen Steven really get like upset. And for even for his for him by his standards, it, he really wasn't that mad. He was just kind of like, "Come on, bro." But there was an instant, a split second where it looked like he was going to get angry. And that would have been bad, so bad for Chris Middleton and anyone who got in his way. If you know, I I always likened, and this it's kind of reminded me of a great rant that that Joe Rogan had about Brock Lesnar, and I kind of borrowed from it last night on Twitter. But you know, he he always said <laughs> Brock Lesnar was like a direct descendant when Vikings, Viking warrior blood that's been passed on for like generations and generations and. Brock Lesnar would be the biggest dude on the biggest horse swinging the biggest axe. That's kind of what reminds me of Steven Adams. He's like a direct warrior Kiwi descendant passed on through generations. And much like Brock Lesnar, if this guy got mad, he would grab a hold of you, pick you up like you're a pillow, and you would be absolutely helpless to stop him. I mean, he would pick you up and throw you onto your head. And I just, I, I fear for the day that Steven Adams really gets upset and fights somebody because it would be so bad for the other player. Because also, if the other player lands a, a clean punch, we've seen that doesn't even affect Steven Adams. He doesn't even blink. He, he took a hard elbow in the temple from Vince Carter a few years ago and just kind of smiled and ran down the court. So you, your your punches are, are defense, I mean... Your punches won't do anything to this guy. And just the thought of Steven Adams getting an absolute brawl is just... You know, I thought it was going to happen there for a split second, but he obviously... He's a very calm, gentle giant. So, uh, glad cooler heads prevailed. But uh, that was a scary moment for the Milwaukee Bucks and Chris Middleton. But uh, they kind of got tied up under the bucket. And, and this is kind of where Steven can really aggravate players. He, he tends to get locked up with them and doesn't really make a good effort to get away from them. He kind of locks him up on purpose, and Chris Middleton was trying to get away, and Adams just kind of shucks him out of bounds, and that's what really started things off. And Middleton throws the ball at him, and he's lucky uh, Stephen Adams didn't get upset. So, But another newsworthy item for the Thunder game last night was they're not picking up Josh Hustis's option, which, again, I, I like Josh Hustis. I think he can contribute on this team when Andre Robertson's going into his his mental offensive funks. Uh, but I I think I can, I view this as a positive. This to me says the Thunder are very optimistic they're going to be able to keep Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. I and mean, even if they're not, they're just keeping more options open as far as luxury tax as far as salary goes. And I don't hate it because let's face it, Josh Hughes is never going to really play meaningful basketball on this team. He had some. Good moments early in the season. Uh, I, I would play him more than they do, but that's just not something they're going to do. And uh, last night you saw that he didn't get much playing opportunities. And now that they haven't picked up his option, you wonder if they're going to give him much more moving forward. If they're just going to ride Andre Robertson. I, I still think they're going to play him. I don't mean to like do a total 180 on how I feel about Josh Hustis. I still think he's a viable NBA player. I'm mentally preparing for him to average 15-10 and 10 with the San Antonio Spurs next year. I like the guy. But we've just seen enough evidence that the Thunder are not going to play him big minutes. And uh, he's very limited offensively, much like Andre Robertson, but he can't hit an open three. I like to see him play a little more, just because I think he can bring some 3 and D. But uh, you saw that he, he didn't really play much against the Bucks, and maybe that's the trend we're going to see moving forward. But I didn't, I wasn't like down on the deal that they didn't decide to pick up his option, because to me it sparks... Uh, 
optimism that they're going to be able to keep the big three together. And you see the big three interacting after the game. They're, they're razzing Russell about his wardrobe. They're having fun, man. When they went, winning's always fun, but you get the sense these guys like playing with one another. And I think we saw a glimpse into how good they can be against the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Thunder off a couple days. Then they will play the uh, Boston Celtics on Friday. And uh, just, again, they win. Looked good doing it. Shot the ball well. Everything looked easy. And uh, I thought it was an impressive win. A guy I hadn't mentioned was Patrick Patterson off the bench. He's kind of finding his way a little bit. Kind of working through that knee injury. But you saw glimpses of what he can bring to this team. And those those corner threes are going to be deadly. Once he finds his shot, finds his rhythm, he's going to be really good as a bench player, role player. And Ray Felton, consistent as the moon. Nine points, six assists, and 19 minutes. He's just a legitimate NBA backup point guard who does really well when he's given an opportunity. And that's that's in such an underrated signing by Sam Presti. Goes overlooked, but he, he really is providing minutes off the bench at point guard, which the Thunder, again, just they used to fall off a cliff with their backup point guard situation. So it's that's a joy to see. Alex Abrinas still still pretty quiet, hit two threes. Uh, hasn't quite made the impact again that I was kind of expecting him to. But, man, the... Uh, the 16 nothing run when the Thunder just blew the game wide open, that was just devastating and, and a glimpse into what we can expect to see from this team moving forward. But Thunder back in action on Friday. We hope to have a post-game. Uh, I like to do those post-game periscopes on Twitter, so if you follow me on Twitter, look, be looking out for that. Uh, I'll try and do a post-game show there and post the audio here to the uh, Locked On Thunder podcast page. But Thunder win. Look good doing it. They're back above 500, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. I'm Carson Cunningham, your host of Locked on Thunder. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes and Megaphone. Please, 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 if, you haven't, if you've already done it, unsubscribe and resubscribe and re-rate. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Again, we'll talk to you again on Friday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.